Hi friends, happy Friday, welcome back. It has been a minute, um, I was under the weather, I'm still a little nasally and congested, but here we are, wanted to get a podcast out to you guys for um, today. So today we're going to talk about something I get asked about every single week, multiple times a week. I've talked about it on some podcasts, but I wanted to have one like specific podcast dedicated to it, that way it's easy for you guys to find and share but we're going to talk about intermittent fasting and meal timing. Um, and we're really going to dive into, you know, what intermittent fasting is, but more specifically like pros and cons, and then just frequently asked questions around it. And then um, we'll touch on like meal timing a little bit just because um, like if it's important and things like that, I get it, it ties into fasting simply because um, intermittent fasting is an eating window. So we're going to touch on both of those things today. Um, and I know on one of the last episodes I did, I talked about how um, meal timing and meal frequency at the end of the day, your calorie balance. So as long as your calories and protein are equated for, um, the meal timing and frequency doesn't matter in terms of fat loss. And that still stands true. So I want to say that before we even get into anything, um, knowing that your calorie balance and your protein, those two things, as long as they're equated for when we're talking about fat loss, it will have no bearing on the time that you eat, how many meals that you eat, um, if you had, you know, five meals versus one, if you started eating at noon or if you started eating at 7 a.m. and finished your last meal at 10 p.m. It, it literally doesn't matter as long as you're not going over that calorie budget. Um, so adhering to your calorie goal and then hitting your protein goal and protein being set in a range of 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. So those two things equated for, um, that's the most important thing in terms of um, like trying to dumb it down and really make it simple. So what I'm going to talk about today gets in the weeds a little more um, just because it is like when we're diving into like more advanced strategies. Um, for those of you just starting out, like I just said, you really just need to focus on calories and protein. Like it's that simple. Um, so don't make it harder than it has to be. Now my stance on fasting, I know some people will say, you know, or they think that I'm like, um, anti-intermittent fasting. It's not that at all. Like my stance is very neutral. I just like to give all of the information on like who I think it works for and who I think should not fast. Um, so anyhow, my, my stance is not like pro-fasting, it's not against fasting, it's very neutral. I just like to give all of the info. So intermittent fasting, what is it? Um, it is simply an eating window, um, an eating structure, whatever you want to call it, but it is um, typically a 16-8. So you have eight hours a day that you're eating, like your eating window, and then 16 hours a day, you're fasting. Now, the majority of that time, you are sleeping. So it, it might sound scary when you're like, oh my God, 16 hours. But again, like if you're sleeping, you know, half of that time, um, really you're going like maybe eight hours throughout the day that you're not eating. So a lot of people will, um, one of the questions might be like, when should I start my fat or break my fast? Like, you know, how do I structure that? A lot of people will do like a 12 to 8 Um 
So, like, they push off breakfast, and then they start their first meal around noon, and they finish their last meal by 8 p.m. So, they've got that 12 to 8 eating window. They don't eat anything before noon. They don't eat anything after 8. That's just an example. Um, if you were someone who wanted to eliminate, like, maybe you get up way early and you need breakfast and you wanted to eliminate dinner, um, yeah, you could essentially do that. Again, it's going to vary for the individual, um, your sleep schedule, your work schedule, all of those things. So it might be more advantageous for a, a different person um, who starts their day way early and maybe they're in bed, you know, by like 8 or 9 p.m., depending on their work schedule. So it might be easier for them to start their day earlier in terms of food and finish their last meal, you know, like 4 p.m. or something and not have like an actual standard dinner time around like 6 or 7. So there is no right or wrong way. Like I want um, people to understand that too. Like it doesn't have to be as like rigid as you're um, like some people might think. Um, It really is like what would work for you. Now some pros of intermittent fasting. Um, I always talk about this one first because for people that don't count calories or um, macros or anything, and they're like, oh, I started intermittent fasting and I lost weight um, by doing that. Now, intermittent fasting itself is not a diet. Um, If you lose weight, it is because you have essentially reduced calories throughout the day from eliminating a meal. So um, it's not that it's magic um, or that it's stoked some fire or whatever (laughs) I'll hear people say. Um, It's literally because you have unknowingly created a calorie deficit by eliminating breakfast, essentially. So if you cut that first meal out and you're not replacing that, um, those calories anywhere throughout the day, which is typically what happens when people start fasting and they aren't counting calories, um, they put themselves in a deficit. So we can say that's a pro of fasting. Um, if you are fasting, um, essentially for weight loss, which is a lot of people will start there. So, um, that's definitely a pro. Um, one other thing, um, that I can like mention here is like insulin and blood glucose, um, will decrease when you fast. Um, typically, inflammation will also decrease. So you'll see some of these um, programs that are like structured around intermittent fasting and carb cycling and things. And these are some of the um, like pros that they'll throw out there and like the shiny things that they'll, um, you know, let you see first, which again, the, I'm not like anti-fasting. I'm just telling you like the, some of the pros and then we'll talk about some of the cons. Um, And then try triglyceride levels uh, typically decrease as well. Now some cons of um, intermittent fasting. Cortisol levels can increase. um, T3, like thyroid function, can decrease. It's hard to get enough protein in your individual meals. Now I'll talk on this one a little more in depth just because um, when we're, well, I'll touch on it when we talk about meal timing, but when we're talking about um, fasting and eliminating a whole meal, like say you cut out breakfast and um, most people might get in like 20 to 30 grams of protein in that meal, that is hard to, like for most people to make up throughout the day. So you're talking about adding in like maybe 30 grams of protein over two more meals. So it's um, 
like really having to increase portion sizes or add in like extra snacks or whatever. But I find when people fast, they have a much harder time um, getting your protein where they need it to be. And this really ties um, well into like your meal timing and should I eat um, like pre and post workout. So do you have to eat before your workout? No, there are a lot of people I talk to that train super early in the morning and they do not, they're not hungry or they, um, they don't like going like to the gym and feeling like food is like sloshing around in their stomach. I totally get it. I used to train like at 4.30 in the morning and I did not eat um, before I trained because that was just, it was way too early for me to eat. Um, now I train like mid-morning, I guess you would, I mean, it's still like morning, um, but I eat before I go. So I usually train around like nine right now um, and I always will have a meal like eggs and a mini bagel or um, eggs and rice cakes like it's typically 25, 30 grams of protein and um, a decent amount of carbs. I keep fiber very low in that meal. And then I also um, keep fats very low so that it does like digest more quickly. Um, but I have that usually about an hour or so before I work out. Now, does this mean if you're someone who can't have breakfast or can't eat before you work out that it, your workout is pointless and you're going to miss out on the gains? No. So if you cannot eat before you work out, no big deal. Just have your post-workout meal a little more um, quickly than you would normally. So it might be, you know, the anabolic window where people are like, you have to drink a protein shake or eat protein like 30 minutes after your workout or you're missing out on all your gains. That is BS, you guys. So like studies have shown that people... So let's just say you're someone who was able to eat a sufficient amount, like 20 to 30 grams of protein before your training, and then you delayed your post-workout meal. That pre-workout meal with that protein is going to be enough protein for muscle protein synthesis. Now, if you're someone who is, you're not having um, a, a pre-workout meal, so you're training fasted that morning and you are um, eating after, even if it's not within 30 minutes, I would say within like an hour or two, if you're getting a sufficient amount of protein, again, that 20 to 30 grams for most people, um, you're going to be fine. That's still going to be enough during that time period. You're not going to lose any gains. It's not going to be a, um, a wasted workout. So the biggest thing to take away from that is if you train fasted, that is fine. It is preference. It is not, you're not going to miss out on anything. Studies have even proven like there's, as long as you are eating protein around that workout at some point, whether it is, you know, before or shortly thereafter, you, there's not a difference in like the gains, the muscle gains. So don't freak out if you're someone who can't eat before. Just make sure that you're getting a meal in after. And I would say that it has it, like that 20 to 30 grams of protein. And, you know, aim for that to be within an hour or two after your workout. Um, so I did want to touch on that with like the meal timing, um, just because if you are someone who does fast, it is a little more important to get a meal in sooner rather than later post-workout. And then the other con that I always bring up um, that you don't hear a lot of people talk about with intermittent fasting is if, um, well, I talked about cortisol earlier, so there's two, two more that I'm going to talk on. Um, 
If you are a high stress individual, I would not recommend intermittent fasting. Um, so fasting can simply add to stress um, on the body. Even if like you you don't like say to yourself like, oh, I feel stressed out. Like it is still a stressor on your body. So your body will recognize that as stress. Cortisol raises. So if you are someone who is higher stressed anyways, I highly, highly recommend not fasting. Um, and then if you are someone who has ever had an eating disorder or, or a form of disordered eating, totally different things here, um, I would not recommend fasting simply because it is another restriction that you are placing on food. So while it might not be like, oh, I can't have this thing or I'm not allowed to eat this or have this many calories, whatever that looks like. It's still a restriction on the time that you're allowed to eat. So maybe you wake up one morning and you are like ravenous. Have you ever woke up? Like I do this sometimes. I'll wake up and I'm like, my God, did I eat at all yesterday? I am so hungry this morning. And it's crazy just like there's some mornings I wake up and I'm like, I could, I feel like I could not eat for like several hours. Um, but there are mornings that I wake up and I'm like, I need breakfast immediately because I am ravenous. So imagine waking up being super hungry, and let's just say that you are someone who is a little higher stressed individual anyways, and then you try to push off your first meal till noon, a lot of times that's going to be a recipe for disaster because by the time that you, and I'm doing the air quotes here, allow yourself to eat because that is when your eating window starts, you're probably so hungry that you're going to eat like a major asshole. So just think about um, things like that. Like at the end of the day, fasting is not any more beneficial um, for the majority of people when we're talking about fat loss and you're, you're looking at like calories and protein being equated for, like I mentioned earlier. Now, are there other pros? Like I said, yes, there are tons of pros. There are a lot of people that love it. Um, but it is not necessary. And so I just always want to like drive that home to people. Like you do not have to fast to lose weight. You don't have to fast to live longer. You don't have to fast to have like better um, health markers. There are so many other things like low hanging fruit. Um, and just fasting again, like it's a choice. It's not a must have. So don't go into it thinking like, oh, I have to intermittent fast um, like I said earlier, there are programs that will tell you that you have to, to lose weight. It is absolutely not necessary. Think of it as more a choice. It is something that you can do if it, um, helps you adhere to your diet and a calorie deficit and you actually enjoy it, go for it. Um, if you are having a hard time with it, it feels stressful. It feels hard. It feels like another thing that you're having to like figure out and adhere to. Don't do it because you don't need to. Um, so a couple of the questions that, I'll see or get asked about intermittent fasting. Um, one is, will my performance drop in terms of like the gym? So research will actually show that um, a decrease in performance may occur when you're training fasted. But I would say this is also very dependent on the person. Um, and then also like the type of training, their total calorie intake for the day, so this is, I would say, it really depends on the person. Um, 
and there's not going to be like a blanket answer. If you know that you're somebody who you just perform better, like I know that I do better in terms of a workout when I eat before, that I'm going to be that person that's like, yes, my performance will suffer if I have to train fasted. Where again, there are some people who thrive on training fasted and feel much better and less sluggish um, than if they like train fed. So again, that's really going to be individualized. Um, the other one I talked on this a little earlier, should I eliminate breakfast or dinner? Is there one that's better? Again, the skipping breakfast is the most common one. Um, like I said, um, a lot of people will do like start their first meal at noon um, and finish their day by like eight. So this again is going to be very individualized. It really is going to depend on um, like how early you wake up, how soon like you're super hungry, um, your sleep schedule, what time you get in bed. So think about if you're somebody who doesn't go to bed till like, we'll just say 11 p.m., and you tried to um, stop eating by like 4 p.m., that's seven hours that you're going to go <laughs> before like you go to sleep without food. And for some people, that might be very difficult. Um, so again, it'll just depend on the person. So if you can see the trend here, a lot of these questions, it, they're, you know, there's not going to be a blanket answer for. Um, well, I build less muscle. So at this point... Research shows that there is no difference in muscle mass um, or strength as long as protein and calories are equated. What I will say is um, what I mentioned earlier about if you're someone who your goal is building muscle, um, it there is a, a possibility that you will build less muscle simply because of the protein part that I mentioned earlier. Um, so that part, and then also the, like if your workout suffers because you don't feel like you have enough energy throughout it. So like I said, a lot of people like for me, for example, if I were to cut out breakfast, I know that my workout would not be as, um, effective and efficient because I would just, I would be hungry and I would have less energy. So I likely would not push myself and lift as hard during my workout, which at the end of the day is going to be a direct correlation to like building muscle. Um, and then also the protein piece where people have a harder time getting their protein goal in if they eliminate that meal. So like um, when we say studies will show that there's not a difference in like building muscle for some people there can be a difference. So again, it is a very like individualized thing. Like inadvertently, you could build less muscle if you're having a hard time getting your protein in um, and your like strength and energy just isn't there if you fast. So like I said, research will show that for the studies, like it didn't have an effect um, one way or the other, like it didn't affect people's uh, muscle building. But for some people, if you are not getting that protein in, um, and your workouts are suffering, you could absolutely end up building less muscle over time. So I don't know those, um, I know this kind of got into like some different places, but this is just one of those things that I get asked. I'm not kidding. When I say this is probably like one of the most frequently asked questions I get on Instagram on um, my Q&A on Wednesdays. And it's such a long winded answer. It is so hard to answer like in the little question box and even do like 
the little slides to answer it speaking. So I wanted to touch on the fasting piece, like as the biggest part of this, and then the meal like timing part. If you take away anything from today's episode, know that fasting isn't superior. Um, Again, I'm very neutral on it. This is not me saying don't fast. This is me saying it doesn't matter. It's a choice. Um, So if you feel better fasting, go for it. Um, Know that, yes, you can still build muscle as long as calories and protein are equated. Know that it might be more difficult to build muscle because eliminating a meal with 20 to 30 grams or more of protein in it is going to be harder to make up throughout the day. So again, know that it's not superior. Um, Yes, there are several benefits for it. Uh, It is also not necessary. But if you are someone who maybe um, doesn't like breakfast or it's an easier way for you to put yourself in a deficit and adhere to it because you're just eliminating that whole meal and you enjoy it, then yes, go for it. So I just wanted to put this one out there today. I know that this is going to be helpful for a lot of people. Um, So I do appreciate when you guys share these with friends. So again, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Sorry it got squirrely and all over the place. (laughs) Um, But I hope you guys have an amazing weekend, and I will talk to y'all next week.